Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk hey Radio. Uh, howdy, y'all. Galen Patterson. Yeah, Midwest Muscle and uh, Pay for Be Real Talk, you know, that kind of thing. Well, anywho, this program is sponsored by Pay for Pay Muscle. They do some stuff with supplements, I reckon. Well, anywho, they're the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. I guess that's bigger than this nation. But anywho, if you are a drug-free athlete, and are looking for a solid foundation, I think that's something you stand on, and a vehicle to, to drive your Ford truck down a good car road with country trees and, well, anyway, like a Mack truck, do what that's right. Like I tell you what, Kalen Patterson, like ice cream on a hot summer day, Oh, I hope it don't melt, because that would be a waste of good uh, creamed ice. Oh, okay. Uh, check check them out, and you can check us out, and then we'll check everyone out at p4pmuscle.com, and I reckon we can begin the chit-chatter. Uh, how you doing, Desiree? <laughs> oh, shucks. I'm doing all right. How are you doing? It feels like forever since we've been on a show together. I think it has been forever. Well, when you start saying all stuff, all I can think about is our alter ego. But I <laughs> reckon that can work under slang, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only if it's a watermelon pop rock. Oh. Have you tried it yet? <laughs> no, I haven't tried it. Somebody needs to send me a sample. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, now you went Forrest Gump. <laughs> any, 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 yep. Any one of three somebodies could send me a sample <clears throat> if they're listening. <laughs> um. yeah, I reckon we'll get right on that. Well, anywho, I reckon we just need to roll on and get started. I reckon so. <laughs> Big weekend last weekend. <sighs> Fill us in on your agenda. I know. It was it was a big weekend last weekend. Five shows. Kayla was at the Shytown Showdown. I was at the uh, Heart of American Natural Classic. Lots of competing going on. You know, good stuff. Kaylin, what were the highlights of the Shytown? Well, we actually had Mr. Ben, ben Doty for Tuesday's guest. He was the men's winner, overall winner, at the Chi-Town Showdown. And we have uh, Stacey, Lynch, Stacey Lee coming up for our, our next guest. She was the bikini overall winner. And both uh, had some stack competitions, so they were kind of hyped on it. Uh, Doug and I are going to be talking about an incident uh, later in the show, uh, segue in, because there was a – 
there was an instance where, you know, someone didn't come fully prepared and it cost them big time, and I'm talking about the team. But we'll get to that after you fill us in on the heart of America. Well, the heart of America, so this is the first time I had been to John Abraham's show, and I just have to say I was impressed. I was impressed with the way he handled his show and um, the quality of competition. It was a great venue, lots of vendors set up for the participants, and he had, they had several, I mean, the audience was pretty much packed. I haven't seen that many people support a competition in a long time. And, of course, of course, Miss Guinness Book of World Records, oldest female bodybuilder, Ernestine Shepard, was there. And I got a picture with her, and I got an interview. Of course, I don't have any of the interviews posted yet, (laughs) but they are coming. They are coming. Um, You know, a few technical difficulties. But, uh, yep. But uh, all in all, good stuff. The Ooh. live video was just a no-go, though. The audio was just working against me. So that did not happen. But uh, Ernestine doing push-ups on stage, doing tricep dips, had the audience up and dancing. I mean, almost 82 and still a dynamo. She calls wow. promoting health and wellness her ministry. So it was good stuff, good stuff. Stay tuned to Midwest Muscle. It's all coming. It's all coming. And with that, competition season is really just getting started, folks. It's You know, we've had some shows already take place, some good stuff, but there's a lot more to come, and that's exactly what we're here for tonight. We're going to talk about another show that's coming up in August, and KP, set us up. Yes. Um, this, this gentleman has done a great job. Um, he he reaches out to the right people, and because he does it in such a humble and, and peaceful way, and, and people are just rolling over to make sure that he he gets what he wants, and uh, he he's doing that in a way that's cordial. But one thing he did is he said, you know, our area needs another show because we used to have two, and he said, you know, something's got to give because we you know we got too many power packs. Uh, competitors in this region, not to have one more local, especially when you think about uh, Mike Newman being from this area, who is the mouth of the Midwest when it comes to basically promoting the sport for such a long time. And for that to be his hometown and then for him not to have a show in, in, the, uh, in the area was just kind of a uh, just too much for him. And so he just decided, you know, hey, why not bring something back? And if I can do something to change that, I'll make it happen. And I'm talking about the PNBA Natural North American and the promoter, Doug Randolph. Doug, please introduce yourself, and uh, let's get the ball rolling. All right. How you doing? <clears throat> so first I, I got to ask, this was like deja vu at the beginning of the show. Do you start every show with a southern accent, or is it just my shows that I do? <laughs> I think <laughs> you bring it out in it. <laughs> is it every one, or is it just two? You right now, it seems like it it's was, not it was everyone. Almost exact, but no, it's it's going good. We're coming off a, a big weekend for natural bodybuilding. Um, like Kalen said, uh, we were up at the Chai Town. I know Mike Newman was up at the the Diva Classic in Minnesota, which yes. was a huge, huge turnout. I think 
uh, he said 146 ladies up there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in terms of Midwest, I, I, I think there were five five shows going on, so it wasn't you know uncommon. We don't count the NPC numbers low. What's that? I said we don't count the NPC. Right. Just <laughs> just saying. But it's still bodybuilding. It's still bodybuilding. And NPC is down this year, too. And uh, it's kind of a a big mystery. Um, but in terms of the turnout this year, I think it may be a down year, um, just based on what we've seen so far and based on talking to some of the uh, trainers and uh, prep coaches, you know, just getting their feedback, too. They're seeing the same thing. Um, a lot of their clients are, are taking an off year and no it, it is a mystery but uh, anyways in terms of PNBA um, you know big news with with Joe Perez last weekend at the the Chi-Town handing out the uh, PNBA pro cards for for people that want to compete at the natural Olympia um, I think he handed out four four pro cards yeah. to uh, I think uh, Vince Vince Bendotti, um Nathan, I think his name, Nathan Gomez, is that right? The men's physique, Nathaniel Gomez? Yes, Nathaniel. And then, then Stacy Stacey Kane. Well, Stacy Kane, she's up from uh, Florida. She yes, was she up was. competing nice. in Joliet. And, uh, and Kelvin Lee Sr. And if I remember right, Kelvin Lee Sr. competed with his son last year, didn't he, at the Chi-Town? He competed he with both his sons. Yes, he did. Yeah, that was that was neat to see last year, um, but yeah, all, all feeding up to the natural Olympia. Um, you know, it was good to see uh, Joe go and asked if uh, if I could put him in contact with Denny to to hand out these cards, and uh, hope to see them step on stage. They do have to do a qualifying show, um, which the the only other one in the Midwest right now is the North American in August. So August fourth down in. Bradley Bourbonnet, our hometown here. Uh, awesome. I mean, I can't tell you how excited I am to have a have at least one show coming back to the area, and that'll happen on August fourth. Um, which the uh, the Illinois State you were asking me earlier earlier does about uh, numbers, and that was that was a low show, and I think a lot of it had to do with um, stepping the, the the pros off that stage and pushing them more towards the North American because. Um, of the guaranteed money that that Denny's doing this year, uh, so of all pro classes, he's guaranteeing uh, for first place a thousand dollars, second place five hundred, and third place three hundred. So it's it's guaranteed, not dependent on the size of the class. So that's wow. that's kind of huge. Mm-hmm. He, he's never never done that before. So hopefully that draws some attention, especially for the the people looking the pros looking to get on stage and and do their you know, the Midwest pros that, that have to do a show. There's, there's a lot of, I get a lot of competitors from out of state um, over the last few years. I mean, almost 50% of the show is from out of state and out of country. Yeah. I've, I've hit, you know, uh, uh, Valentin Tembosi, you know, and from Austria, he, he did the North American uh, last year. You had Mishak's brother. He did the North American. Uh, a couple, couple other Austrians were in there. And then, of course, we've got Brandon Lirio that usually does uh, usually does North American and the Illinois State. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't talked to Brandon lately, but um, it's it's good to see the the uh, 
the out-of-staters and out-of-countryers just come in strictly to compete for that chance to get to Olympia. You know, all roads lead to the Olympia in November. Yes, it does. And, and you know, speaking of, uh, speaking of the Illinois State, uh, go ahead and, and let us know uh, how that went, because we never did get a chance to get filled in uh, with with some of the winners. I think that was one of the things that and I had uh, missed on our previous shows, and we did say we'd get that information out there. So what better person than Doug Rantoff, the promoter of the Illinois State, the natural Illinois State, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, this year it actually kind of started moving it towards, uh, I don't know if you know Anthony Bendejo, uh, up, a big trainer up near the city, and he, he actually stocks a lot of the show. This year, I mean, competitors were, were way down, and uh, I mean, I kind of handed a lot of it over to Anthony, and uh, okay. he he said the big thing was the the loss of the pro class is the Illinois State. So I think total there were only – 16 competitors, um, mm-hmm. which which actually shows a lot about you know Denny and Diana. They they still flew up. They still had the show. They very easily could have canceled it because of the numbers. Obviously, it was not a um, a money maker show, but they uh, they flew in, continued you know gave out uh, gave out a couple pro cards. Um, Cliff had a, a couple competitors there. Cliff was actually at the show as well. Um, but in terms of, you know, smoothness of the show run, I mean, we started on time, ended on time. It's pretty easy with the, the low number, but we, we expect to see a big turnout at the North American because of that. Um, they said they wanted to funnel more of the pros into North American in August. Um, I know they've also toyed with the idea of the uh, the winners of the open classes in uh, August getting – their plane ticket to the natural Olympia. So it's, uh, I'm expecting a big turnout, especially for this area. I mean, you know, it, you know it better than anyone, Kalen. I mean, we've got a lot of people down here that, that stay stage ready or within eight weeks of stage at all times. Yes. Um, I'm actually, I'm working with a, a girl right now that has never stepped on stage, but she's going to, I'm, I'm working with her in terms of diet, try to get her, get her ready. And she's, she's not far off. Uh, do you know Alicia Mitchell? She works yes, out of Big Body U. Yep. yep. So she's she's gonna definitely make a make a stab at it. But uh, other than that, I mean, we've got a lot of people down here, and we just needed that opportunity. So, and that's that's why I pushed so hard, you know, and 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 stayed on Denny and Diana to get that move down here. And it's obviously, a, you know, for me, you know, not only being easier, but there, there's more incentive to, for me to get my friends and local competitors on stage. Um, when Dave had the, the uh, Great Lakes and the Mr. Illinois, I mean, he had those shows yeah. built up to a, a very respectable number. And, uh, you know, I was actually signed up for the, the Mr. Illinois in 2015, and it was canceled two weeks out. Yeah, two weeks out. And so, I mean, I had to scramble for a show. I mean, I, I'm coming up a week away from peak week, you know, you, you can't. That that's what that's what showed me how much Denny and Diana care about the sport. For them to still keep that show with with 16 competitors to where they're definitely not. You know, they're, they're losing money, but, to, but it's about the competitors. It's about the competitors that put 
you know, put their diet first and, and prep some of them for six months to, to get on stage and for them not to take that opportunity away. I mean, that really hurt me in 2015 when Dave canceled the show. Um, luckily, I was able to find John Abraham's show and uh, got in there and, and shortly after that did the Chi-Town. So, which leads me to uh, a big decision. When, when am I going to step on stage? Is it going to be this fall or next spring? It's got to be one of the two. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when when you talk about the uh, the North American and being a local show, we did have a great support group for Dave out of this region that were basically 10, 15 deep as far as competitors and when, when they had the option of the spring or the fall. So you, what you're saying has a lot of relevance because it did hurt a lot of competitors because, you know, we actually planned that show. That was going to be our basically time to shine in front of the people we knew. And, and suddenly, like you said, now we got to travel to Peoria. Now we have to travel. I mean, the Great Lakes Supernatural was Governor State, but that was still very local considering that the, the venue was good and the parking was excellent. I mean, you could pack that house day in and day out. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Illinois, Mr. and Miss Illinois was really big simply because you had the state title basically on, on your resting on your mantle if you won. So that, these things were great to have, you know, and, and it was just fun to do, especially with all of us knowing each other. We could get around and basically have that support that everybody, you know, craves and hungers for to get to that stage time. And then to have it all just disappear, it did leave a bad taste in a lot of competitors' mouths, especially for the ones that still had yet to see a live show and understand, you know, because you, you see in pictures how how – muscular these people look but when you see them off stage and can chat with them you can see the 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 human side of them as well and how much attention it does take so when you know when you're getting excited like that and wanting to bring something back you really actually awaken a a sleeping lion because a lot of people were primed and ready and now there's people in our gym fit by you that are basically priming for that show and some you know thankfully we were able to catch them early and I thank God that I don't see politics when I'm in there, where you're talking to them on a real level, not like, hey, if you do this, you know, there's, there's a good chance you could win, wink, wink. Basically, it's like, this is what you got to do, and you better start getting ready now, because if you don't, then, hey, don't look at me. I'm letting everybody know. Mike did his best to get the banners up. I took him to all the other gyms. So there was a lot that was happening uh, behind the scene. But like I said, you were making sure we were doing – uh, our due diligence because you were going to bust your butt to make make that happen as well. So for the listeners that are are happy and excited about the North American coming up, what classes and what categories are going to be offered so they know what to get uh, ready for? Um, okay, so you've got your your commons, and I mean your your bodybuilding, your figure, uh, men's physique, classic physique, um, bikini, and then. Uh, the the not so commons that you don't see in other um, other federations um, your fitness model um, which for those of you who don't know the fitness model um, you know you basically you wear your you know if you're a biker you wear your biker get up if you're you know a cheerleader your your cheerleader get up you know a volleyball player and you get up and you actually 
talk about what got you into fitness. Um, I think a lot of the clients um, or the competitors that I've talked to backstage, you know, some of them, they're not, they're, you're not going to see your bodybuilding physiques and, and your, your figure models with abs getting up there. You're going to see real people, real sports models that, that are proud of what they do and want to express that and talk about, you know, what got them interested and how other people can get interested in, in just getting up there. It's a confidence builder as well. Um, your, uh, your kids fitness, you know, at a lot of, I know this is real big on the West coast, but you know, kids that, you know, their, their parents are gym rats, you know, they're the future gym rats of America. I mean, they, they want to get up there and it's confidence builder for kids as well. You know, one thing, that I that I tell everybody I talk to that has a question about competing or or questions their ability to actually get up because they're shy because they're um, I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be able to look that good. Listen, if you diet down and, and let's say you don't have a show in mind, but you want to diet down and see what you start looking like, you gradually build that confidence because you know I never saw myself stepping on stage. Um, Back in, you know, 2011, when I went to my first bodybuilding show, which was Great Lakes, um, you know, I found myself looking at him and thinking, eh, maybe I could do it. I don't know. But once you once you get into that prep, and once you have a knowledgeable coach that can work you through a diet, and some people do it on their own, you know, the a lot of those people are, are your genetic freaks and people who really research it online to be able to do it themselves – which I take I take a lot of uh, uh, interest in those people because it's 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 a hard thing to do and I don't think I could have ever done it. Um, but you you gradually build that confidence and I'm one of the people that I'm not going to step on stage unless I have a date set. If that date's not set, I'm just not going to get lean enough. I'm not going to Mike Newman. He's more of a I'm going to diet down, diet down, diet down, and when someone tells me I'm ready, I'm going to pick a show. I have to have that date on the calendar. Because if I have that, there's no way I'm not going to make that date. Um, but like I said, you gradually build that confidence. And, and that's what I, what I try to instill in people and, and tell them, when you step on stage for that first time, I was very nervous, you know, speaking in public. You know, I, I was a managing director at a, uh, a collision auto body place, and I had to get up and I had to speak to a lot of people. And it, it, I was never good at it, and I always dread it. And it was something about stepping on stage. When I stepped on stage for that first time, you know you look good, and and it was like you you get me on stage and you can't get me off, and and it's just something changed after that first time I stepped on stage to where when you have that level of confidence, and I don't mean the confidence where you're an egomaniac, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a very humble person. I'm you're never going to see me in the gym getting up to a show wearing sleeveless shirts. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep covered until show day, and then then I'll post the pictures. I'm not going to post pictures leading up to it. You know, there's a lot of people that are very surprised after they see the pictures because they don't see that guy in the gym. They see the guy wearing the long sleeve Under Armour shirts that looks like he might be fit. But when I stepped on stage, I mean, there's something about it that, that you're proud of it. You know, you worked your ass off to get there and you, you build that level of confidence where you can, you understand that if you can do this, you can do anything. Um, I mean, it's the, the whole reason why I got on stage the first time um, was going through old emails after my dad passed away. And one of the emails said, you have the ability to do anything you put your mind to. And it wasn't until I actually got on stage and 
you know, looked at the pictures afterwards when I really believed that. I mean, you can do absolutely anything you put your mind to. You just have to believe it, and you have to set a goal. If you don't set that goal, it ain't going to happen. So, like I said, that that starts in the kids' fitness. I mean, get them on stage, get them, get them, you know, taking pride in in, in themselves, their body, their nutrition. Um, and then you got your angels, your angels, your your Victoria's Secret models that that uh, are bikini models with wings. They step up there, and it, it's just a fun category. Um, if you saw pictures or you saw the live stream from the Olympia last year. I mean, I, I probably took more pictures of this class than anything and sent them to all my, um, you know, my clients that, that I work with and, and say, hey, you know, what do you think of this? You know, buy yourself a pair of wings and get up here in, in the natural Olympia. Um, now, does your it have class. to be wings or can it just be a, a very, um, I don't know, I don't know if seductive is the right word type of costume, but does it have to be wings? I feel like I've seen it's, that category with other costumes, not wings. I should say, uh, I mean, it, it's technically it's supposed to be wings, but there are things that resemble wings that, that girls wear. Okay. And I don't want to use the word okay. seductive either, but it's, it, you know, it's, uh, they may not look like wings, but they're, they're resembling wings. They're just, uh, well, I mean, if it's a fun outfit to wear. I mean, Victoria's... it's obviously exposing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, Seductive it is, is a word that pops into my head with the Victoria uh, <laughs> Secrets models. But anyway, yes, exactly. fun category. Sorry I interrupted, but I just had to ask that question. Oh, no, Keep you're going. Fine. What else are you going to have? And then you've got your ink category where, you know, someone's built and they're covered in ink and they want to get up on stage with other people, you know, with their with their sleeves of uh, tattoos. Um, that's, a, again, that's kind of a smaller category, but it gives – you know, it, and I guess this all comes down to judges' taste, but I think you could go – I think you can agree that you've been to a show where maybe one or two judges are just not into the ink, and their scoring reflects on it when it shouldn't, but it does reflect because they don't like the tattoo look. It, they think that it, it masks the muscles. I've actually been in shows, competed in shows where, where – guys have actually had makeup cover up all their tattoos because, you know, the judges recommended it, you know, but this, this gives, you know, those people the, the category to step up and be there to be themselves. Now what, is that a newer category? I don't think I've ever seen that one before or really ever heard of it or has the PNBA doing that for a while. They've been doing IMBA, it obviously. It, it's, it's as needed. I mean, they, they offer it. If you go on to naturalbodybuilding.com to sign up, it will be a category. And, you know, I, I've, I've never seen more than a few competitors on stage, um, not at the shows I've personally been to, but, um, you know, just from Facebook and, and uh, you know, shows me out in the West Coast. It, 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 it can be a big category, but most of your people that are getting on stage don't, you know, aren't covered in tattoos, but... There, Denny wants his vision is he would like anybody to be able to um, step up on stage if they want to, and uh, you know the transformation category that's that's offered as well. Um, you know that that's your your people that you know maybe have not taken nutrition seriously for a bulk of their life and then they find it and it 
it bleeds over into every other aspect of their life, you know, whether it be business, personal, but it's again, going back to that confidence boost, but, um, and usually you see one or two people, um, at least at my shows get on stage and, and it's another category where they give a speech and let, let them know, let everybody know what led them into, you know, the lifestyle change, the transformation. And a lot of them have pictures before and after and some of them are absolutely amazing. Um, yes. And we see it, we see it a lot, but we don't see it on stage a lot. You know, we, everybody knows those one, two, three people, you know, that found the gym and, you know, completely have transformed their entire life, let alone, you know, their physique. But this, uh, this gives them a, a chance to stand up and actually talk about it and, and, uh, you know, hopefully inspire others that are in the audience and, and an understanding that it can be done. So that's a, that's another fun category to uh, actually learn about people. I mean, I'm, I love learning about people and, and what led them into the fitness world. Um, you know, there people are in it for all different reasons, you know, whether it be, um, you know, they're, their significant other looked down on them and, you know, they got divorced because of their physique and that, you know, then they started, you know, wanting to show that person, Hey, I, I don't have to look like that. And, uh, or I, somebody was big into drugs and alcohol and they found fitness and replaced that with fitness. And now they're, you know, shredded to the bone and, and, and winning, winning shows. Well, that's quite a bit. I mean, I, you know, I love the variety and categories, and I'm glad to hear everything that you've got going on to fit every, um, you know, I guess, it's not location, but to fit each athlete where they are. Yes, the personality, where they are at their specific time in life, and it just gives them a lot of option to expand and explore. Oh, man. Kayla, I mean, and some people might think that, too many opportunities? I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing or not. Kaylin, what are your thoughts no, on that? No, I, 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 there, there were some categories I would question because they were kind of blending. That's because the criteria was always a question. Once they started ensuring that there would be a difference in the criteria and the same person that would be first place for bodybuilding would not be the same person for men's physique, and vice versa with women going bikini figure bodybuilding, um, it, it's just uh, some, sometimes in order to have a winner, I get it that if, if people aren't showing up, then that person can blend. But if you've got basically the, the spectrum covered and all the people showing up like they should in the classification and category with the criteria that they're looking for, I think that shouldn't be a problem. My issue has always been on the judging side. I know people always thought I was going after the competitors. That's not the case. I'm saying if a judge knows the criteria for bodybuilding, they should be able to differentiate from uh, men's physique, uh, classic physique. I mean, there's, there's these categories are there for a reason, and as long as the judges know how to tell the difference, then I don't really have an issue with it because, like Doug is saying, everybody's got to learn their niche. And if there, if the shows and the, uh, uh, you know, the competitors, and the whole sport as a whole grows in the way it should, then there should be different looks because nobody is the same, 
and it's sometimes hard to see a great-looking men's physique uh, in a in a bodybuilding uh, class, knowing they're not going to place well because they would actually be in a better category like men's physique. Because if you think back, what we started with was simply men's bodybuilding, women's bodybuilding, and that was pretty much it. And then you know you had to sort out you know who looked best for that day. Now we have you know, the different classifications, so it, it all makes sense. And that's what and the that's the dilemma at a lot of shows, though, Kaylin. It's it's now that we have classic physique, you you start to see bodybuilding die down. And, you yeah. know, I, no one's going to say it, but men's, or classic physique, there are people that have that that look, and you don't have to get as lean. So then starts the question, are, are people just doing that because they don't want to go with, go through what it takes to be actually bodybuilding lean because there is a difference. You know, same thing with men's physique. There are some men's physique competitors that if they take their board shorts off, they have better legs than most of the bodybuilders, but that's that's their personality. They want to get more into that, that model. And then you get the people who are a little big for physique, and they're getting mad that they didn't win because – they had more muscle. Well, that's you've got to set the criteria, and I think that's a dilemma that we face in a lot of bodybuilding shows. When you have different your different personalities on the judging panel, and not um, not a set criteria, because there's a lot of people that have different ideas of what something should look like. So you, we need to have some type of consistency across the board, and I think that's a big problem that we see at a lot of different shows. Is you know, hey, that to me. That was the men's physique winner, but you know this this other guy that got second that's mad that he thought he looked better would actually have done better if he got on the bodybuilding stage, and it's uh you know that's it that's what I hate about judging is you know you wonder what that judge next to you is is considering to be you know great, and then you start questioning yourself, hey, he had him placed differently, you know it's a subjective you know thing that we're talking about here, but if you have that set criteria and you have, you know, I always thought there should be some type of class that you need to go through yes. to be able to sit on a judging panel. You have to pass a certain class and, and there has to be some type of standard. And because if not, you're always going to have, I mean, I think no matter what, you're always going to have someone upset thinking they should have placed better, but should they really have placed better? That That's the question. Yes. Oh. oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were jumping in with one more thing there. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go back a little bit to what we started with because everybody's got question marks about what I was telling uh, Doug and I would cover. And this one is the topic of he and I both being at the show, so I know he saw the same thing I did. And it was basically really sad and really disappointing to see someone backstage that looked phenomenal. I mean, just phenomenal. Eye popping, and especially being in the team class, it was just amazing to see someone at that age putting in that kind of work. And a lot of people were really disappointed backstage when they looked and saw, you know, this great-looking kid, then he doesn't win the show in the class because, you know, he the judges couldn't see. And what I'm talking about, it said what – it was so crazy because, like, backstage with, you know, normal lighting, 
standing next to the people he was going up against, he was hands down first place. But when he got out on stage, he didn't have a tan. And it washed out, and the judges didn't know what to look for because nothing was showing other than this uh, basically light bulb on stage. And, I mean, that's how bright this Mm -hmm. thing was standing next to the other competitors. And it really hurt because he he looked really good. You know, to be honest, I mean, I I didn't make the morning show. And when I I saw them step on stage at the night show and they announced – you know, the other kid winning. And I, I kind of turned around and I talked to Andrea Castillo and she said, well, I think he had a tan this morning. I'm like, well, man, because he was a little less conditioned than his counterpart, but he, he didn't have a tan. He was, he was white, white as a ghost. And and I'm thinking like, did he take a shower? Did he rinse his tan off? And I, I would have thought had he been tanned, there, it wouldn't even have been a question. I mean, this kid was big. He, he, he yes. probably weighed 180 pounds up there, and, and like I said, his conditioning, I thought, could have been a little better. But again, how do you know that without a tan? Because all those exactly. those cuts and everything probably would have popped a lot harder. And, uh, and it was, yeah, it was disappointing to see, but again, I wasn't at the morning show, so I didn't really raise a big stink about it. But, but like you said, I mean, that's disappointing that you know, did it, did nobody tell him? I mean, that you wonder, you know, who, who was coaching him, who was getting him ready for the show? Did he just see this in a magazine and, and say, I'm going to do it? And not, not, uh, it's, it's just a, basically a, you know, a preparation issue. You know, he should have had people around him, you know, letting him know, yes. do not, do not go out there. You know, some people think, oh, I, I got to go tanning. I got, I got to, tan every day for you know five weeks to get a good base and you don't i've never never set foot in a tanning bed and you know it's either been a spray tan or it's been dream tan but you know for for his you know his friends they they should have uh they should have pushed him a little harder because he was he should have won the show i think yeah well but you know that situation, that scenario. I mean, you know, you always think that someone should have been there to to be able to give them some guidance, um, because we had a couple of individuals at the Heart of America that were not tanned during the um, the the early show, and then came back at the night show and and had a tan. So no, they weren't tanned at the pre-show, but. You know, one of the individuals, he totally handled all of his prep himself. And and to say, so I'm saying he wasn't tan because he he did not appear to have a tan at all. He looked very pale on stage. And then to look at him in person, you still wouldn't think he had a tan, but he had evidently gone to a tanning booth, and he thought he was tanned, but he wasn't at all. And so a lot of people handle their own prep, they handle their own coaching, they handle their own food, they have enough knowledge and enough awareness of their own bodies and how to drive results that they can, you know, make it to the stage and do great, but they don't know about how, you know, how to find a posing coach or all of those things. And we kind of take it for granted that, you know, when folks decide to jump in a show that, you know, they they know where the resources are, but they really, not everybody does. I mean, you can, if you watch enough YouTube uh, videos and, and maybe you know somebody in the industry, then you can kind of stumble your way through it. 
But if you're just coming out of fresh and you've never known anybody to compete in a show, but you've been, like, watching it from the sidelines and decided you want to try it, there, there's a lot to it that is not going to be intuitive of what to go, of what to go, where to go, what to do, or who to contact to get it all put together. Because I know when I started competing, I knew maybe two people that had competed before, but only because they told me they had competed. I had never watched them in a show. I had never, you know, been privy to their training, their process, anything like that. So that would be the only reason. If I had decided that, you know, I saw a flyer and I was going to do it, I, I would have had no idea, none, none what to do and how to be ready for it. Well, I think like, okay, I, I, I got to take the hit on this one because this was my hometown, my stomping ground. So I'll be the first to jump out there and say, look, I saw the kid and I told him. And I think that he was not fully aware of the natural community and what it stands for and how helpful and supportive it is. And I think he thought everybody was coming towards him like for financial reasons, and like it's it's not it's not what it was about. People were trying to share their tubs of uh, tan that they had with them, and he was just not having it. And then you know he's like, well, you know I've tanned enough, and he did the 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 sun tan in the in the basically baked himself tanning booths, and he thought that would be enough because he was coming from I think he said. Uh, from Florida or somewhere down south where he got a lot of sunlight and, uh, you know, thought he was going to be okay. And, you know, even though people had been approaching him, he just didn't, uh, he just wasn't feeling the vibe. Of, I, I know uh, one of the expediters, actually Jamie Perez, Joe's brother, had uh, run up to him and said, look, you know, we'll give you five minutes to put some spackle on and get out there because, you know, it's, you're, you're not going to, look like you do right now in the mirror. Cause you know, he, he did have his poses. Like I said, we saw him backstage. He had a lights out to the, and especially with the, with the muscle bellies he was carrying. I mean, it it would be hard pressed to say that he would do less than, 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 you know, first place if the judges uh, were going to do their due diligence. And, and like Doug was talking about, if they actually know what they're looking for and the criteria, then this guy is going to be that because, the other kid was uh he was he was he looked good but he was very undersized for bodybuilding and you know that's uh that's a knock against uh the person that's going into the bodybuilding category if they're not if they're lean super lean but basically there's no muscle belly and that's part of the criteria for bodybuilding so um just when he hit the stage and you know it's like somebody had added an extra light because the it it's it, it was really hard to watch because, you know, he really thought, you know, I'm going to look like this on stage. And that was heartbreaking because all I could think about was, you know, my dilemma when I was at the Shackdown Showdown and somebody came running up to me and saying, you know, what the heck happened? And I was like, oh, you know, I, I tanned, but it just wasn't good enough for that show. So, you know, thank God for Ivy and uh, thank God for everybody else that puts their heart in the uh, – getting those tan people out there to where they can represent. Because like Doug was saying, you just could not see anything on this young man when he hit the stage lighting. And it was really sad because, you know, he did everything else correctly. And it, it just hurt my heart 
to say, you know, here here we go again, and I got to be the person that was Ivy coming up and saying, look, you know, you look great. You don't have to change anything other than get a better tan because you could have done so much better at that show. Yes. No, I mean, I guess I don't have any more to say about that. But uh, something you touched on was a great segue to a question um, that we have from one of our listeners. So I'll open this up to uh, to the both of you. But Dave wants to know, and I'm referring back to when you were talking about, you know, muscle bellies, but our, our athlete was a little too small for bodybuilding. Um, Dave wants to know how small and lean the bodybuilding class will go before they, probably being the, the governing organizations, do away with the class as a whole. It's basically looking like men's physique class in Speedos. What do we think about that? Doug? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, I, think, I think this is a, a subjective question as well. I mean, you see a lot of pictures on Facebook, and, and I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on the scale. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, if you're friends with Cliff Wilson, some of his posts showing what um, – He does it. I mean, he even went to, uh, I, I, I don't know actually who he did this with, but I know he was doing a, a kind of a, a theory where the, his, his competitor that was going to compete never looked at the scale. They would step on the scale blindfolded and their wife or significant other would look at that scale and send it to, to Cliff. And because some of them, he was posting pictures and these, People, um, Anthony Wilson, he he competed with me years back, and he weighed 140 pounds on stage. He did not look like 140 pounds. I mean, he he was he was he looked like a bodybuilder, but it, it's it's not about the scale. So when someone asks, you know, how small is too small? There's not that's not a it's not a valid question to me anyway. I mean, because I've seen people who I, are full-fledged bodybuilders on stage, and they weigh 135 pounds. Um, and I've seen people who weighed 180 pounds that are more geared towards the physique. So it's it's all about that look you're trying to obtain to step on stage. You know, are 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 your glutes striated? You know, are do your do your legs match your upper body? Because if that's the case, and you have a decent muscle base, I would say bodybuilding. You know, because they're, if, if you're at any show that's, you know, a decent size, they're going to separate those people into, you know, the the short, medium, and tall. And, of course, you're going to go mm-hmm. into overalls. But I stepped I stepped on stage at a, at a – I weighed 152 pounds. I was in the medium category because I'm 5'7". Anthony was in the short category because I think he was 5'3". And the tall category, who was – probably 220 pounds and six foot two, you know, we were all the winners of our classes and I stepped up and I, I won the overall. So, and I weighed 150 pounds. So, I mean, that, that to me is more, what's the look you're trying to obtain and what's your mindset? Do you want to step on stage as a, as a men's physique? A lot of it does have to do with your legs, but it's, it's that look. And I think, you know what I'm talking about, Kaylin, where, you know, you shouldn't put any emphasis on the scale. You should be, you should listen, especially if you have a prep coach. They're not going to lie to you. They're going to tell you what they see you as. 
because your friends and your family are, are all going to say, oh, you're a bodybuilder. But the people who actually know what they're talking about, you know, maybe your, your friends that compete, you know, I mean, I'm going to be truthful with people. If they, if they ask my opinion, I'm going to tell them where I would see them, but where do they see themselves? You know, it's, so it's not uh, at a specific size you should go into men's physique or a specific size you should go into bodybuilding. Where do you see yourself and where do the people who count see yourself? Because in my eyes, my friends and family don't count because they're always going to tell me I look great and they're always going to tell me I should have won the show. But the people that count, like my prep coach, like, uh, you know, my fellow competitors that have experience in the industry, you know, that like yourself, Kaylin, or like me, I mean, I, we're going to, we're going to tell people the truth. And, you know, sometimes it's not always what they want to hear, but it's the exactly. truth. And, you know, that, that may sway someone's opinion into pushing them more towards physique or more towards bodybuilding or more towards classic physique. People have asked my opinion, okay, what should I do? Classic physique or bodybuilding? How lean do you want to get? <laughs> because if you want to get on stage, in my eyes, you need to be shredded as a bodybuilder. You don't have to be shredded as a men's physique or a men, uh, classic physique. But there's some people that still go in shredded to the bone in, in classic physique, but that's not – that's not who who I see as a classic physique competitor. I see classic physique competitor, competitors as um, not not nearly as lean as what a bodybuilding competitor should be. So, yeah. but I'll be, I'll always be honest and I'll always tell you the truth. So, you know, if anyone wants to send me pictures, I would be more than happy to tell them where I see them. You know, and it's it's going to be the truth. It's going to be my opinion. Exactly. But like Doug is saying, we we do have the criteria to go off. And one of the things I was seeing, and I think this is uh, 2014, 2015, and that was where you saw the blending of the and blurring of the lines, and I think that's where this question is stemming from. So, you know, I, I agree that the scale won't make a difference, especially if somebody's just naturally uh, close with the metabolism that keeps them leaner, but they can keep the full of muscle belly. We're talking about criteria. We're talking about a look. And uh, men's physique, men's classic physique, and uh, bodybuilding all should have different criteria, and they do. The problem is sometimes we have people, like Doug was saying, I don't think they were prepared to be in a judging uh, seat, and what they did is they they actually said, well, this is the best-looking person on stage, instead of saying this is the best person that fits this criteria. And that's where the issue started coming from, where you had – basically undersized, meaning underlooked, that not looking like the criteria that is supposed to be bodybuilding, not looking like criteria that's supposed to be men's physique, not looking like a figure competitor, more like a physique competitor on the women's side. These things were basically basically just thrown to the side because I think this is the best person on stage. Granted, mm-hmm. that might be true, but if they're not fitting criteria, then they don't win if you're judging correctly. I had a show, and I, I said it, uh, and a lot of people got upset with me. And, you know, basically I got blocked from that uh, group where they were talking about the best-looking person on stage. And I said, well, if it's a bikini class and they look like a figure competitor, they don't win. And that's just the right. truth. And everyone got so frustrated with me, they did block me from the, the group page. I won't name it because it's, it's relevant. But it's the truth of the matter, and I said, I don't care who thought this person was the best-looking person on stage. I agreed with them that that was true. My point was, if you're competing in bikini 
and you've got more separated muscle than the figure competitor, how can you win? And that was a big, big thing and a big, big issue. So, you know, I, I get the question. I understand the question. But we've got, we have to uphold criteria or we do confuse a lot of the audience that isn't as well adept with the knowledge that we have. And, you know, I like what Earl did, as you remember, where he was basically breaking down a lot of the categories as they were being scored. And it was, a, it was really beneficial to the audience because they knew now what to look for. Des, you got anything to add? I have nothing to add. I think you guys have covered it. You know, one, well, one thing that I, that I want to, you know, not to throw more confusion into the question, but we are in an evolving sport. Nowadays, you know, a, a bikini competitor, they're looking for that more tightened up look. So now people, girls that are winning bikini classes and should be winning bikini classes three, four years ago, they would be winning figure classes. So we're evolving, yeah. and I think that's what bred men's physique is. We're we're an evolving sport where, you know, it, criteria will change and should change if we're ever going to grow. We you have to be able to change. But nowadays, it's you know, if you come in with that look where would have won a show in 2013, 2014, 2015, and now they're placing fourth, fifth, sixth, you know. It, You've got to have that more tightened up look. They they like to see abs on bikini competitors now, so I mean that it's it's a changing criteria in an evolving sport. So you have to you have to be able to adapt, and but you have to understand what what are the, what are it, it should be what what is any federation looking for in terms of men's physique, in terms of bikini, in terms of figure. You know, like I said, nowadays mm-hmm. bikini competitors that are winning would have won figure three, four, five years ago. Now, you know, nowadays you don't come in lean, you're not going to place good in bikini anymore. So, but you, it's, you don't see many bikini competitors that aren't showing some type of abs nowadays. I mean, that's just in my opinion anyway. No, no, you're still adhering to what we're talking about with the criteria and the judges know what it's supposed to be. And I said, if the judge drops the ball, then everybody suffers. And, and that's just never a good spot to be in because there's so much work that has to be involved. So you're, you're still on point with the criteria. It, it's ever-changing. I agree with that. But the judges know what the criteria should be if they do their research and homework. Um, so, you know, we got uh, all this stuff coming out, natural North American coming up. So everybody that's just listening, you know what to expect. And this is, this is Doug saying it. So don't sit there and say, well, I didn't know because the information's out there. Um, we're going to basically wrap this up now because we're getting close to the show being done. Any more uh, information you have for the Natural North American Doug? Um, no. Um, you know, right now we're knee-deep in getting some sponsorships. I know we're going to have uh, two uh, big-screen flat TVs to give away. Uh, Beverly, Sandy at Beverly, has provided all the supplements I've already, I already have, so we'll start seeing those pictures come out online here shortly. Um can't wait to to get a little closer. I mean, obviously, it's going to get more exciting as it gets closer, but um, all, all roads lead to the Natural Olympia, so hope to see everybody there on August 4th. Hey, well, one well, quick thing. If people want to uh, get registered or find out more information, where can they go? Naturalbodybuilding.com. All right. You heard it here, folks, naturalbodybuilding.com. And, Doug, thanks so much for joining us.
We're going to be uh, we're going to be following along as you guys progress, and uh, you know, keep us in the loop. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right, no have problem. a great evening. Whew, always exciting stuff. I tell you, show after show after show. You have been like the king of silence. Every cue, every handoff. See, I'm giving away all of our secrets. You're like, I don't know what you're doing, counting unicorns over there or butterflies, something. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, you did not. I sure did. I sure did. This is what we get for not being consistent and being on a show together. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, shoot. All right. Here on out. Here on out. We're mending our evil ways. We're going to have it together. (laughs) That's a big promise. I guess I can't necessarily say that. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say it. We're going to have it together. Well, I got one uh, question for you. Okay. One question for you. Ernestine, how genuine is that woman and how fun was that day? She is 100% genuine. I tell you, anybody who met her was in love with her from the get-go. I mean, or even if they didn't meet her, they just would walk her, watch by, walk her, watch, walk her, watch by, watch her walk by, oh, my goodness, and just be in love with her because she's just so darn cute. 82 years old, almost 82 year old, years old, nails done, bling on her tennis shoes, Little braid off to the side, hats. All her little jackets she would wear, the tops would be meshed so you could see through to her, her you know, sports top she was wearing underneath. I mean, always had a smile, always a hug. And, oh, and so get this. Here's the funny part of it. When John Abraham picked her up, Well, I guess that's the ultimate in uh, <laughs> leaving somebody hanging and the sound of silence that just fell off the line. Um, <laughs> this is classic. Uh, everybody, uh, we'll get this song, uh, rest of the story on Tuesday. And uh, after the night show, hey, it's been kind of crazy. But anywho, and on behalf of Desiree on top of Doug, Thanks so much, you guys. Kaylin Patterson, P4P Real Talk Midwest Muscle. We are out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.